Hey y'all and welcome back to Southern Gal Reads. I'm Wheezy and today we'll be talking about what I read in September and what I want to read in October. September was a pretty good reading month for me. 2020 has been the year of the reading slump and not just for me. I keep hearing over and over that people feel like they've lost interest in reading or that they just don't have enough energy to read. I can't speak for anyone else, but when I'm stressed, I find it hard to concentrate on anything that isn't what's stressing me. And let's be honest, 2020 is possibly the most stressful year any of us have ever lived through. However, I did end up reading nine books this month, which is probably the best month I've had since March. (laughs) And in September, I read Clown in a Cornfield by Adam Caesar and Home Before Dark by Riley Sager, both of which I talked about in episode one. In episode two, I talked about Into the Drowning Deep and Rolling in the Deep, both by Mira Grant and Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. I haven't talked about these last ones yet because I just finished them at the end of the month, but I also read Surrender Your Sons by Adam Sass, Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, a short story by Sean and McGuire called Juice Like Wounds, and I did my annual reread of The Raven Boys by Maggie Stavotter. Between those nine books, I read 2,975 pages and gave an average 4.4 star rating. Five of the books I read were by women, four were by men, and these nine books pushed my yearly reading goal to 75 out of 100 books read, which (laughs) means I need to read eight to nine books a month through the last three months of the year to reach that 100 book goal. I'd like to read another nine books in October. I'm really terrible at making month-long TBRs because I'm very much a mood reader, but this month I've picked out five books that I plan to read, whether it's because of a book club or because I reread these books every October. The Spooky Bitches Book Club will be reading Anna Dressed in Blood by Kendar Blake. I read this one years ago, but I remember really enjoying it, so I'm excited to be able to reread it with my friends during spooky season. Let me read you the synopsis. Cass Lowood has inherited an unusual vocation. He kills the dead. So did his father before him until he was gruesomely murdered by a ghost he sought to kill. Now armed with his father's mysterious and deadly athame, Kaz travels the country with his kitchen witch mother and their spirit-sniffing cat. They follow legends and local lore, destroy the murderous dead, and keep pesky things like the future and friends at bay. Searching for a ghost the locals call Anna dressed in blood, Cass expects the usual, track, hunt, kill. What he finds instead is a girl entangled in curses and rage, a ghost like he's never faced before. She still wears the dress she wore on the day of her brutal murder in 1958, once white, now stained red, and dripping with blood. 
Since her death, Anna has killed any and every person who has dared to step into the deserted Victorian she used to call home. Yet, she spares Cass's life. I remember this one had a really nice balance of horror and humor, so I can't wait to jog my memory a little and revisit characters that I've previously enjoyed. There are three books that I am also rereading, and I reread these books every October. The first two are Dark Harvest and Johnny Halloween, both by Norman Partridge. I found Dark Harvest by chance years ago on Thrift Books, and the synopsis really just instantly drew me in. Let me read it to you now. Halloween, 1963. They call him the October Boy, or Old Hacksaw Face, or Sawtooth Jack. Whatever the name, everybody in this small Midwestern town knows who he is. How he rises from the cornfields every Halloween, a butcher knife in his hand, and makes his way towards town, where gangs of teenage boys eagerly await their chance to confront the legendary nightmare. Both the hunter and the hunted, the October boy is the prize in an annual rite of life and death. Pete McCormick knows that killing the October boy is his one chance to escape a dead-end future in this one-horse town. He's willing to risk everything, including his life, to be a winner for once. But before the night is over, Pete will look into the sawtoothed face of horror and discover the terrifying true secret of the October boy. After reading Dark Harvest, I went on a hunt to find more things by Norman Partridge, and I ended up finding Johnny Halloween at a used bookstore in Charleston, South Carolina while I was on vacation. This book has a Dark Harvest novelette, which is why I initially bought it, but the other stories in this book are just as good. The third book that I reread every October is There's Someone Inside Your House by Stephanie Perkins. I think I've mentioned this before, but Stephanie Perkins actually basically hand-sold this book to me. I got to sit in on a panel that she did at a book festival in Tennessee, and I was not impressed with her first books, her YA romance books, but she really sold me on There's Someone Inside Your House, and I bought it, and I've loved it ever since. I mentioned in episode one that this book is literally my perfect slasher book. Let me read you the synopsis. Love Hurts Makani Young thought she'd left her dark past behind her in Hawaii, settling in with her grandmother in landlocked Nebraska. She's found new friends and has even started to fall for mysterious outsider Ollie Larson but her past isn't far behind. Then, one by one, the students of Osborne High School begin to die in a series of gruesome murders, each with increasingly grotesque flair. As the terror grows closer and her feelings for Ollie intensify, Makani is forced to confront her own dark secrets. I'll talk more about this book when I review it, but this is 
the book I'm always the most excited about reading in the fall. And I just realized all the books I picked for October are rereads. I'll be going to the beach at the end of the month with my family, part family vacation, part birthday trip for me. And my cousin and I are going to be reading Wild Beauty by Anna Marie McLemore together and possibly doing an episode on it. I read Wild Beauty as an arc and then again as soon as it came out. It's one of those books that I wish I could erase from my brain so that I could keep reading it for the first time over and over again. I'm going to read the synopsis, but please forgive me if I pronounce anything wrong. I did look up how to say their last name, but being hard of hearing means I don't always pick up on correct pronunciation. The synopsis reads, Love grows such strange things. For nearly a century, the Nomeo Vides women have tended the grounds of La Pradera, the luscious state gardens that enchant guests from around the world. They've also hidden a tragic legacy. If they fall in love too deeply, their lovers vanish. But then, after generations of vanishings, a strange boy appears in the garden. The boy is a mystery to Estrella and to her family, but he's even more a mystery to himself. He knows nothing more about who he is or where he came from than his first name. As Estrella tries to help Fell piece together his own known past, La Pradera leads them to secrets as dangerous as they are magical in this stunning exploration of love, loss, and family. And those are the five books I know I'll be reading in October, which leaves me a little wiggle room to pick four other books based on my mood. I kind of have an idea of what I want to read all month long, but that really could change at any time. But as of right now, I am listening to Catherine House, which um, I'm not sure how I feel about yet. It's... Uh, kind of a mind trip. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> and that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you'll come back and join me for another episode of Southern Gal Reads. <laughs>